I just had the craziest dream. You were there, Gordon. Oh, yeah? And you were there, audience. And even you, Mr. Tornado. It all felt so real, like... Like... And here's where I try to describe my dream, completely unaware of how bored everyone is around me. Have you ever been excited to hear someone else's dream? No. But what if Francis Ford Coppola or Charlie Kaufman scripted the dream? Well, then you're probably in a similar situation, only this time you have to listen to some douche canoe completely butcher the plot of adaptation. Though to be fair, that's not an easy one to describe. The point is, the ability to script our dreams is tantalizing. But would that be better than the twists and turns we get with our dreams now? Hmm. I am Caleb J. Ross. And I am Gordon T. Highland. And we are going to ask you today, and each other, of course, by proxy... Would you rather freestyle your dreams or script your dreams? Very interesting question today. Mm, Glad you thought of it, Gordon. You finally got a good one. (laughs) Yeah, all this time. (laughs) All right, so on the count of three, I guess we always do that, right? All right, one, two, three, freestyle. Freestyle? Freestyle. Freestyle? Something I, it's a mishmash, it's a mashup. Oh, so you're on the fence, is that the deal? Yeah, in my dreams I am, because we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. The fences, when you're sitting on it, do crazy things to your butt. Youch. And what a dream that would be. Tell me, Gordon, why do you choose scripting? I don't think this comes as a surprise to people who know that what a control freak I am. No. Nope. Right? I'm a video director by trade, and that job entails like every aspect of control freaking. It's the perfect job for a control freak, because... Basically, you're asked a zillion questions a day, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, from actors and crew people and whatnot. But in this case, you've got all these things to consider, like the cast, the props, the the set design, the scenery, the exotic locations and whatnot. And having control over all those elements that go into a dream, like any good story or or video, to me, that's just like too tantalizing to pass up. It's it's like the ultimate ultimate expression of control freakdom. But isn't that like having a second full-time job? Oh, God. <laughs> Is this going to be fastest I ever flip on, on any episode where I'm going to reverse stream? I'm going to run for the whole scripted thing for a while, but uh, I have a feeling, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and it's that inherent uh, or that perceived laziness, I think, that prevents me from wanting to have a scripted dream. Uh, I, I like the idea of a freestyle dream because I don't have to do any work. And when I'm sleeping, I really don't want to do work. I, I've I've literally had a dream once where the the whole time in my dream was a standard day at work and then i woke up and i thought wow i have to do this for real now <laughs> and th- that was the worst thing ever and i know that i would get to a point when i'm so lazy that i would basically phone it in and uh, and not you know not care and i would just you know. wait a second now i don't know if this the lazy argument holds because when you're freestyling that's improvisation. You know, you got to be on your game to be able to think on your feet or on your back, as, as the case <laughs> is, because you're making it up as you go on the fly. Whereas me, if I script it, once I'm in it, you know, it's kind of like, okay, maybe you can kind of go on autopilot a little bit more. So you're saying that in the freestyle situation, I have to consciously be free, well, unconsciously again, as the case yeah. may be, freestyling it. I can't just kind of let it happen. Right, like a rapper who freestyles, uh, right? They're, they they got to be super sharp. That changes mine a little moment. bit too. Maybe maybe we're each going to lose on yourself this. in the music, the moment. Do you have to own it though? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to let it go? Go, go, go. You didn't think I was going to be able to no, carry that like, on as wow, long as How many verses does he know? <laughs> uh, none. Easy E on the microphone up in here. <laughs> I don't think 
think that was Easy E, but uh, well, I heard he might play the Easy E role if they go if NWA uh, goes on tour. Is he going to? I was a fan of NWA way back before they even had attitudes. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Gordon Highland for more <laughs> jokes like this. Oh man. It, well, is it okay? So there's more questions to be had there. I've already cleared up the fact that I still have to do work, which sucks. So yeah. I might I might be flipping around on this too. But is it also an all or nothing thing? So do I have to, if I chose to script my dreams? Does that mean I have to then have a script prepared every time? What if I fell asleep and I didn't script it? What happens? Is there, in the absence of this, is there... Is What's it, the default? I see. I, I don't remember my dreams hardly ever anyway. Mm-hmm. So do I dream and I just don't remember it? That's probably more likely. Yeah. I don't know. So would that knows. be the default? If that's going to be the default, then I might as well take scripting because then at least I have the opportunity to do something that I purposely want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of having to just force to, to not have that option, you know, I mean, I think freestyling it, what, what if I wrote my script freestyle for 30 minutes? Well, <laughs> right. that's my script. Yeah. All right. So I have best, best of both worlds of scripting. Yeah. I, I and, and really, does it matter if we dream or are, are there health, health implications to not dreaming? I don't know, psychologically speaking. So this kind of gets to the notion of plotters versus pantsers, right? We're both authors or, mm-hmm. you know, recovering authors as the case may be. And uh, in the writing world, they refer to plotters and pantsers, basically meaning people who write things out and like to, to plan things versus people who go by the seat of their pants. Mm-hmm. And that's a good analogy for our episode today. Um, so in this case, you would be more of a pantser and I would be a plotter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could I use my dreams as a way to edit writing that I would be working on? So if I were to write something out and then basically put it through the uh, put it through the filter of my dream to the see dream if it machine. works, see if it see if it holds holds together, yeah. Then wake up and I'm already done a lot of my editing work. Though, would you trust that the edits you made in your no, dream exactly? Were That's what I'm ones? saying. Like conversely, like dreams don't make sense by nature. They they don't make sense. Yeah. So why would I want that to be a fi- finished product? There's yet? a two headed monkey in your script yeah. all of a sudden. All of a sudden. <laughs> where, this, where did this come from? It's just. What my brain wants me to do, and I we, guess. We use, you know, some people say that we dreaming is a mechanism by which that, that we use for um, a safe arena in which to to explore life's problems. We mm-hmm. do it. We do it in our sleep. Of course, you're you have paralysis. You know, your body is paralyzed with drugs that the brain secretes or whatever. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I wrote this when I was dreaming. Forgive me if I get out of line. <laughs> Does your in the same way that you would script a Hollywood movie, for example, you also embrace, I think, for the most part, some things that can unexpectedly happen. I know you're a control freak, Gordon, as you said, but in in real life situations, there are certain unexpected things that you have to embrace. And so, is that something that you can, you know, speaking to the idea of of, of testing out of using the 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 dream as a sandbox? Would you be able to? Um, count on things unscripted elements seeping their way into it or are you legitimately only able to dream exactly what you've scripted so do you have to script the the sunlight the sun's coming up at this time sun's going down at this time or can you operate on assumptions based on knowledge that you have of how the world organically works already you know uh just because you script something i think there are still other factors at play just like in in film production the sun is going to rise and set regardless of I don't know, it's kind of a reach here, but I, I think you're not going to script every little thing out because it, how much of your day do you really want to spend preparing for the time in which you sleep? Zero amount of my day. We've right. already established that. <laughs> I, I don't want to do anything. That's Yeah, I would prepare. I think if I knew, if I slept, let's say, six hours a night, which is more than I usually get, that's that's a pretty good chunk of time. And I would want to devote a 
maybe a solid hour or so to preparing for that six hours. But, but they say you usually only dream um, two hours a night anyway. So okay. I mean, most, so are you allowed to go beyond that or you just have this uh, two hour window? And how long does it take you to, to, when we say script, I don't think you mean like literally like line for line. It's just knowing before you go to bed what it is you're going to dream about is kind of what I mean by scripting mm-hmm. and being able to completely control it. Whereas freestyling is like, you you don't have any control over the situations, just your own actions. Mm. So I couldn't necessarily just print off a script from the internet of a movie I haven't seen yet, but want to run it through my uh, my dream creator <laughs> and basically watch the movie in my sleep. That would be awesome. I would watch so many more movies. It, this is how sad I am. I I don't watch much TV or many movies. It's it's to the point that when I watch a movie, I feel like I've accomplished something. Like really? most most people watch movies and they're like, "Ah, I just wasted a what fucking a waste. hour." Yeah. But I'm like, "Ah, I, I've contributed to the <laughs> the culture in which I will be immersed in tomorrow. I could actually talk about the movie and become a member of society." Wow. In a weird way. So that would actually be very very uh, beneficial for me to just be able to, you know. Basically, you're saying you want to be able to watch TV in your sleep. I want to be able to watch and movies, films in my sleep, sir. Oh, films. Yeah, yeah, films. films. Very, very good yes, films. Yes, yes, films. <laughs> Film comment. Uh, this actually, it sounds like the more we get into this, it, it's just a lot of damn work. What a burden this is in, in an already stressful life. Just more shit to plan out. Mm-hmm. One more stressor in your life to worry about. I don't I mean, the, the dream, that's like your one escape, your free time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm coming. But around they do to... have there. There's some. There's some psychological studies out there to show the benefits of of being able to have, uh, you know, very uh, realistic feeling dreams. And I, and I would assume that if you're scripting your dreams, you probably have more control over the realism because you're able to script and write things, so to speak, that are direct reflections of what you truly do know very, very uh, intimately. And so the idea of lucid dreaming came up whenever um, I thought about this topic. And lucid dreaming is something that I've been. Um, tangentially sort of interested in, um, it's, it feels a little hippy dippy to me, but at the same time, there's a lot of really cool, like information out there about it. Um, and basically lucid dreaming, it's, it's just, it's, it's a dream that you would swear really happened. And it's also so real that you, you actually become aware that you're dreaming as you're dreaming. And that's really the most important part to think about is that in the middle of your dream, you realize that you're dreaming and you're able to do things in your dream consciously, you're able to almost freestyle them. It's it's kind of the closest thing I think we have to freestyling, right? So, um, so it, it's it's. I don't believe in it for the record. I think it's all a bunch of hooey. I don't know. I think like I've definitely been dreaming and no hooey. <laughs> oh well, God, I didn't realize it was hooey. Sorry, yeah. I, I misheard you the first time. I, I've definitely dreamed and known that I was dreaming. Um, and it's pretty awesome because then you can actually do like crazy weird stuff and it feels right. like it's really happening. For me, when it has happened, it, it ends up like not lasting very long. Like as soon as I realize it's a dream, then it sort of deteriorates after a little yes. while. Right. Um, but it's interesting because there are some it's, there's, there's some studies and uh, a podcast that I love listening to. Everyone should definitely subscribe. It is called All in the Mind. It's it's uh, part of the RN network. Um they have a lot of uh, psychologists and psych- psych- psychology-based podcasts. They're really good. Um, this guy, um, uh, Paul Davies, who he is the director of the Beyond Center at Arizona State University, he, he, he explains away something that I think a lot of people uh, uh, don't believe in, and that'd be like the, the concept of alien abductions is what he uses as an example. And I think this gets into your whole, <laughs> your whole idea of hooey. Uh, because he says that the people who claim to have, have been abducted by aliens as they were sleeping, specifically he talks about, you know, uh, someone going to bed, having this experience where they're being, you know, anal raped by an alien or whatever happens in these people's uh, real life. 
um, quote unquote, and then waking up next to their partner and being, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I never moved. I, you know, my partner didn't even realize right. it. He basically says that's a perfect example of a lucid dream. That's what that is. It's a lucid dream. It's wishful dreaming also. Right? <laughs> you felt like it really happened. Sometimes but it humanity didn't. makes me think that maybe the aliens have it right after all, that maybe the ash truly is the window to the soul. <laughs> is that what they're looking for, the soul? I, don't I thought know. they were just looking for polyps. I thought that was <laughs> that was the gynecologist. Yeah. That was <laughs> when, when you hear the rubber glove snap, you know. Do aliens use rubber gloves, you think? I don't know, you know, but, they, but it sounds like they're providing a valuable public service. Yeah. Looking but, for polyps. I wonder that that's, this is totally a tangent. Would the germs transition from one, I guess, species to another? Can you get VD from an alien and yeah. vice versa? Yeah. Um, let's not find out. <laughs> I don't know. We can't if lucid dreaming is to be believed. It's yeah. all just a fake dream. Yeah. And really, I think it's just like, uh, I think they call it micro awakenings. Like you become aware that the moment where you become aware that you are dreaming and you exert some control over it, it's because you had a brief moment of wakefulness in the middle of your dream and you're just, you're having a conscious exertion over, over your dream at that point, I think. So I think you, um, there's been times when I've come out of what was a really good dream and woke up and like, I want to get back in, I want to go, come on, come on, come on. And not even like because my alarm went off, just because it was the middle of the night and I just happened to wake up and I was like, oh shit, you look, let me back in. Let me. No. <laughs> you know, so like, I'm like trying, that's me, my impression of myself snoring by yeah. the way. But, but isn't what you're describing the same thing? Like basically a, a micro awakening, which would cue you into this state of lucid dreaming, being able to control your dreams. You're still dreaming, you're still asleep, but you're able to consciously control it. Cause you know I would argue on. that you're not dreaming. At that point, you're awake and you you have convinced You said yourself. micro, not macro. Oh, sorry. It's quick. Yeah. Yeah. Micro, micro awakening. They talk about, uh, they talk about the, the ability to uh, be able to control lucid dreaming. And, and it, it, you look it up online. There's a lot of cool information out there that if you do believe in it and you do think it's, it, it's, it sounds cool, there's a lot of information out there how you can sort of train yourself to become a lucid dreamer and and expect a lucid dreamer it's it's a lot of like being able to recognize in your dream what's kind of slightly Mm -hmm. off so small things in your dream you know i think one of the examples they give is someone in their dream was drinking tea and the tea was sweeter or the tea was sweet and they don't usually take sugar in their coffee and they're thinking that doesn't make sense you know i I don't take sugar in my coffee what's going on here like like the totem from inception have you seen inception i haven't but the, the movie's about lucid dreaming but taken to the nth degree all the participants keep a totem on them that they're intimately aware of the the weight and the the you know the dynamics of this object and that's how they know when they're in a dream state or not by the behavior of this object that they take with them hmm. the totem you know how else you can tell if uh, in dreams you're not able to read yeah right yeah. They, they say one thing to do is try to look at your watch if you mm-hmm. have a digital watch because that accesses the the language portion of your brain and you would be unable to do that yeah yeah and that's actually true I have actually been in a state where I've been able to test that. And uh, as soon as I realize it's a dream, of course, I wake up. But um, it's interesting. And I learned that from an, from a, an episode of Batman the Cartoon. <laughs> so <laughs> you wow. can learn stuff from cartoons. Wow. I, I do experience this interesting phenomenon uh, now and then, though. It's kind of like it reminds me of like uh, people who drink a lot or take drugs or whatever. They say they'll remember something like the last time they were high or drunk, you mm-hmm. know, the next time they get drunk. That happens to me. When I when I go to sleep, sometimes I, I will have a dream and I will forget it immediately upon waking. But that night, you know, 18 hours later, when I lie down again, I lie down in the same spot over and I immediately like as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm not asleep yet. But I, I the the familiarity kicks in and I'm like, oh, God, yeah, that's what the dream was. <laughs> and it is weird. It's like a time place uh, recall thing. 
A Time Place Recall. That's a good movie. Time Place Recall. <laughs> time Place Recall, yeah. <laughs> if you did have to script your dreams, though, it would be like, you know, you go to bed and you're like, oops, I forgot to do my dream work. Oh, man. Yeah, Boo. Right? More work. Ugh. And I know if you're anything like me, as soon as you realize there's something left undone, you can't get to sleep until right. it's done. You just lay there. Ugh. Man, what's the point of sleep anyway? All right, I think we're all, I think all our entire audience is, is probably deep into a lucid dreaming state at this point. So maybe we should pass over to a sponsor. Do we have one of those? Sponsorship, yes. Benadream, from the maker of your favorite over-the-counter self-roofie. It's the daytime sleep aid. One capful triggers a five-minute power nap, after which you'll awaken with a clean conscience and the certainty that whatever occurred in the previous three hours was merely a product of your unconscious imagination. Our patented regret-me-not formula transforms your lapses in judgment into mere lapses of memory. It's not ruined. It's just been a dream. <laughs> mm, I just took some been a dream, so I'm going to close this out real quick before uh, before I fall asleep along with our audience here. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Caleb J. Ross. And I'm at Gordon Highland. And uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, also on TuneIn, which is a thing apparently. TuneIn Radio. Gordon told me about that one the other day. Please uh, go to importantquestionpodcast.com. Also, uh, like us on Facebook at, at Facebook slash importantquestion. And this episode is proof that you can't script your dreams because why would you waste your precious wet dream potential with us, really? Thank you.